Hey everybody, it's Adam Farkas along with Paul Farkas here. And welcome to another ODYR radio broadcast. And today, Paul, we're going to tackle a topic that, uh, you know, we, we speak about a lot on ODYR, the idea of, of branching out and starting your own practice. And fear of ownership. Oh yes, the fear. So we're trying to actually reduce some of the fear today, <laughs> or at least we'll try. Um, so fortunately, we brought along an expert as usual. Uh, we have Tom Baker, the Vice President and Business Development Manager in the Midwest region for Wells Fargo Practice Finance. And I know that a lot of folks out there listening to the show today have worked with Wells Fargo before, so you know what they're all about. And um, Tom has been at this for a really long time. <laughs> uh, I think it's been about 25 years, and I know he's been with Wells almost a decade. Um, and he understands optometric practices and sort of the pressures that everyone faces and the fears that you might have with your startup. So we're going to be doing three shows with Tom. And today we're going to be you know, starting just to talk about, uh, are you ready? Are you ready to do this? Um, so if you've thought about it, this is the show for you. So Tom, thanks so much for being here today. You're welcome. And thanks for inviting me and having me part of your program. I am looking forward to this. Great. So the big question is, and everyone always asks themselves, why do this? <laughs> <laughs> why leap? Uh, so, you know, the reason why doctors, you know, take the plunge and, and decide to go into practice for themselves is really to give them a uh, more control over their work environment, a, a greater potential for earning income, um, and really with, with a lot of the, the different, uh, retirement plans that are available today for independent business owners, it really puts you in a position where you can put away uh, a substantial amount of money in a short period of time. So all in all, it gives you more control over your own destiny and it really gives you an opportunity to maximize your earning potential. Sure. So, so basically the question comes up. How do, how do I know when I'm ready, or equally important, how do I know if I'm not ready? <laughs> and, that, and that's a great question, and, and uh, I think, uh, you know, every situation uh, is certainly different, that's for sure. Um, you know, you'll know when you're ready, when, when uh, you're really at a point where uh, you've been working uh, as an associate or an employee in, a, in a, maybe a corporate environment, and uh, you think that, uh, you know, you've gained enough experience and you're really in a position now where uh, you want to enter the, the next phase of your career and be your own boss. Uh, that's when you know it's time that you should really, you know, seek out and, and uh, think about doing things on your own. Or if you, another way to put it, if you have to open the window and say, I'm a mad as hell and I can't take it anymore, now it's time to move on. Absolutely, I agree. No wait a minute, I, I say that all the time, and I own my own business. This is, wait a minute, I thought you were marriage, right? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, well, hey, you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, owning your own business and uh, independent business ownership is not without its challenges, that's for sure. But it can certainly be rewarding at the same time. Absolutely. So the yeah. question is then: so you've made the decision. So how do you start prepping to actually go ahead and do it? Well, uh, there's a number of, of different factors, and, uh, you know, it really depends, uh, you know, on, you know, what it is that you're looking to do. I mean, you could either 
uh, buy an existing practice or you could do a startup. So uh, depending on uh, the direction that you're planning to go, uh, you know, that's, you know, going to set, um, you, you know, uh, certain um, specifics in terms of, you know, how you go about that, putting, uh, putting that together. Um, some of the important factors that come to mind for me is, is really, you know, you know, where do I want to live? You know, what, in what community do I want to live in? Uh, you know, do I want to have, you know, my practice? Uh, most likely I want to have my practice in the community where I hope to reside and, and maybe raise a family, uh, become involved in the community. So I think it's, it's important to decide where I want to, where I want to live, where I want to work, what kind of a commute I want, uh, you know, what size and, and kind of practice do I want, uh, you know, how large do I want it to be in, in terms of, of revenue, uh, staff and, and personnel and things along those lines. And, you know, what type of practice do I want? You know, do, uh, you know, do I want to be high end? Do I want to be, uh, high technology? Do I want to specialize maybe in chronic dry eye or something along those lines? So you really have to, to sit down and think about, uh, you know, what kind of a, of a practice do I want to have and where would I like to have it located? Sure, and, and when picking location, uh, it's, it's sort of like I advised my daughter before she got married, how much time have you spent with your future husband? Have you ever spent four seasons there? Uh, sometimes you can pick a location without ever actually having lived there, and sometimes you can be very surprised once you've spent some time there. So uh, th this is an issue as well. Yeah, that's I absolutely agree with that, and uh, demographics are important. So when uh, when you identify an area that you want to be in, then you would certainly want to do a demographic study, see you know how many uh, other doctors are in your area, what you know medium incomes are like. Uh, what uh, the growth has been, uh, and you know, just get a a, a good uh, overall overall idea of what you know the opportunity level appears to be in, in the area you want to practice. Right. So let's say that you've now picked it and you're ready to give it a try. What sort of um, obstacles do you see that people have that they have to overcome before they they're really ready to to make the move? Uh, you know, I think uh, some of the, well, the biggest obstacle, and and, uh, and you guys touched on it right from the very beginning, is the fear factor. So, you know, we need to overcome the fear factor. Uh, but I think that's, you know, pretty easily uh, overcome. And, and once you've made the decision that you're ready, you know, to uh, move on to the next phase of your career, um, so some of the things that, that you need to look at uh, is, um you know, you want to put together a, a um, you know, a, a business plan per se that outlines uh, what your goals and visions are. Uh, you want to, uh, you know, put together a, a one, a three, and a five-year plan. Uh, you want to, you know, think in terms of, you know, how much is this project going to cost? Um, and what, you know, what am I going to have to do personally to put myself in the best position to be ready, um, to go ahead and, and, uh, and take the next step. And so, um, you know, some obstacles that, that could come into play is, is maybe, um, I have too much debt. 
Um, so you're going to want to, you know, look at your personal situation in terms of, um, you know, personal debt, uh, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, home mortgage or car loans or student loans, credit card debt, whatever, and, uh, and start taking a hard look at that. Um, you, you know, it'd be a good idea to start putting some money away, um, you know, from a lender's perspective, we're not necessarily gearing into how much money you have uh, in the bank, but it's always best to have a security blanket just in case you need that. Uh, so you really want to look at, at your overall um, personal living expenses and try to get things in order so that, uh, you know, you have a good handle on them. Uh, you know, you can explain to lenders uh, if they ask questions and uh, just make sure that, you know, you're lean and mean so you're in a good position um, to go ahead and, and take on some new business debt. So what should you think about uh, when you're developing a business plan? Well, uh, a number of, uh, you know, what you want to think about is uh, what are you estimating that, that your gross revenues are going to be? Um, so how much uh, do you think you'll be able to produce on your own? Uh, you know, so how many days a week are you going to work in your new practice? Um, are you going to continue um, to work outside of your own office, maybe part-time in another practice? Uh, so that you have external income uh, while you're building your new practice. Uh, you're going to want to look at your uh, marketing strategy. How am I going to go about marketing my new practice? Um, you know, so am I going to use, you know, printed advertising? Am I going to use uh, social media? How am I going to go about doing that? Uh, you want to uh, think in terms of, uh, you know, the facility, uh, you know, how much square footage um, do you want to rent uh, or, you know, are you thinking about buying uh, maybe a, a building, a condo unit, something along those lines? Uh, how much are you going to need for um, interior build-out and remodeling? Uh, how much are you going to need for equipment, uh, frame displays, inventory, uh, how much are you going to need for working capital? And so, um, you know, just a, you know, an overall, um, you know, game plan, so to speak, about how you're going to go about um, putting this project together and what it's going to look like when it's done. So, Tom, if I were actually going to go ahead and do this, would I try to put all this stuff together before I even approach somebody like you? Or would would you say go to someone like you first to help you sort of construct it? I would say a combination of both. Um, I would uh, certainly um, sit down and, and draft, you know, my business plan based on the vision that I have, and then I would engage, uh, you know, a, a specialist in optometry that uh, has worked with other doctors that have done similar projects. Um, I would certainly talk to. Uh, you know, colleagues and classmates and, and uh, other um, professionals that have been through this process to get their input and then take all of that information, combine it into one, and, you know, come up with, with my own plan. Right. So, so then basically uh, you're at the stage now where you want to write down a marketing plan. 
Uh, and if, uh, what should be in this plan that would impress a, a potential lender? Well, in, in terms of, of your marketing plan, um, you know, you really want to focus on, you know, how you're going to go about attracting new patients. And again, I'm, I'm assuming that you're starting a practice uh, in this scenario rather than uh, buying an existing practice. So, you know, when you're buying an existing practice, there's uh, already an existing patient base. And then, you know, your marketing plan is to uh, how do I market my existing customers and then grow my customer base uh, in the case of a startup where um, you essentially have no customers um, because you're brand new in the community, um, you know, how are you going to go about attracting new patients? And so, you know, lenders are going are to want to know what your plan is, what your marketing strategy is going to look like, and how you're going to go about, um, you know, increasing your revenues and, and uh, getting some people through the door. You know, through the years, uh, people have come, uh, p potential owners of practices, especially younger uh, people have, uh, ODs have come to me and said, well, what, what should I do to, uh, to, 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 to attract patients? What can I do that no one else does? And my words to them always are the same. What makes you special? What can you do in your practice that would be special, that would get the attention of a potential patient? Uh, and this is most important when you're opening cold. Oh, I agree, absolutely. And uh, there's, there's been, you know, different types of programs uh, in, you know, different healthcare professions. Uh, one that comes to mind uh, was called Through the Eyes of the Patient. And it was really geared more towards uh, established doctors that have been in practice for some time. And, and uh, really the, um, the focus of the program was, you know, doctor, you know, you know, do not use your private entrance to enter and exit your office every day. Walk in through the front door, you know, see what the patients see. And, you know, so I think it's, it's important that uh, when, uh, you know, for any business, whether you be a new business or an existing business, is to really, you know, provide the highest level of service uh, possible. And absolutely, you know, you need to be different than your competition a couple doors down or on the next block or in the next community. So it's really important to think outside the box and try and figure out how you're going to be the best and provide the best value to your clients. You know, so sometimes there are the things that uh, individuals take for granted that it's really nothing. But I ask the question, are, are you fluent uh, are you fluent in a second language, for example? And they say, oh, yeah, sure, I, I speak Spanish fluently. I say, well, that's a tremendous advantage if you're going to be moving into an area where there's a, a Spanish-speaking population, for example. This could give you a tremendous advantage over someone that's already there. So Absolutely, yes. Yeah, and you know, uh, you know, uh, you know um, patients are consumers um, just like doctors are consumers. And, um, you know, patients are interested in value. And so um, it's really, it, it's, you know, uh, you know, a lot has to do with the personality of, of the staff, um, the personality of the doctor, 
of the service that's provided, um, all of that combined, you know, create to create, you know, the, the best patient experience so that when the patient leaves, they're telling their family and friends, you know, hey, you know, I, I just had a great experience at, at, at my optometrist and uh, you should really, you know, go there and, and uh, see what it's all about. You know, I want to just tell one little anecdotal experience that I had um, on ODYR, at least, you know, um, <laughs> so the, the demographics of, of the folks on ODY are a lot of a lot of the folks look like me and Paul, right? They're they're old white men. But what's fascinating is that in optometry specifically, um, this is encouraging for younger people. There's a whole new generation of products that are cosmetic that have come out. Um, and when you when you look or when you're at the trade shows and you see who's really great at marketing them, it doesn't doesn't look like people like me and Paul. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so you know, I like to, to give younger folks hope that yes, you are special and you can do something very different. And you probably have superior marketing skills that you're not even aware of um, in the marketplace. So so you definitely can do things differently. Even even though you might feel like you, you're not different from everyone else, you absolutely can be. So. Absolutely, I agree. Um, so the the one final thing is, uh, you know, if we haven't scared everyone off yet, <laughs> um, you know, you don't have to do all this stuff alone, and in fact, you shouldn't. Opening a business involves a lot of really highly specialized uh, fields that you have to deal with when you're doing it. So can you just speak to the sort of uh, team that you want to assemble or think about assembling uh, as you're planning to open? Sure. So... You know, you really, you know, the first that comes to mind, of course, is your lender. Um, you know, I've done this for over 25 years, and so, um, you know, I, I preach the importance of, of having, you know, a lender that really understands optometry. Um, so you you would really want to look to a, a specialty lender. Um, somebody that that has knowledge and experience in your industry, somebody that is accustomed to working with uh, medical professionals, um, you know, anywhere from young new beginner startups to uh, you, you know established practitioners that have been doing it for a while. But really, you need a, a lender that that can talk your talk and help you put this together because. Um, that's going to certainly um, help, you know, um, smooth uh, the way and, and uh, make your whole life a lot easier, uh, rather than dealing with with a lender that, um, it, you know, is more of a generalist and does not specialize in healthcare. Um, you're going to need a good attorney. Um, you know, attorneys will will help you with with a lot of different facets of, of uh, setting up your your new business, your new corporation. Uh, helping you to, um, to read through the lease agreement uh, for the rental space, things along those lines. So you want a good qualified attorney. You want a good qualified accountant. Uh, again, maybe a, a CPA that has other healthcare clients because, um, you know, there are differences and um, not only, um, you know, can a qualified CPA, um, you know, help with tax benefits and um, bring other uh, uh, value to the equation. But if, um, if you find an accountant uh, by chance that has other optometry clients, 
then you know they can sit down and, and they can compare your results to the results of the other optometrist that they do accounting for. And so it's, it's value added in that, um, you, you know, if, if that you would want to make sure that your expenses are consistent with, you know, where they should be, uh, you know, based on your industry. And so a qualified CPA that, that is knowledgeable about um, healthcare and optometry, they can help point out that, well, maybe, uh, you know, your uh, rental expense uh, might be out of the norm, or maybe your staff wages are not in line, or, you know, something is out of sync. And, you know, if your expenses are um, higher than average, um, or um, for whatever reason becoming out of control, then that reduces the amount of income that you end up taking home at the end of the day. So it's important to keep your expenses under control. And if you can compare to other uh, of your colleagues in the industry, uh, that's um, absolutely going to be advantageous. Right. And, um, and we're just about out of time, actually, for the first part of the show. But um, what we're going to touch on in part two is all about this team and what each individual uh, team player can do for you and how you actually select them. So, Tom, thanks so much for this, this first 20 minutes, and uh, I think we'll see everybody in part two. Okay, you're welcome.